This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by the Podcast Reach System. Are you ready to exponentially reach more profitable customers? Launching and hosting your own show is your proven best solution for networking, client attraction, and establishing your celebrity expert brand. Visit www.podcastreachsystem.com and claim your rightful place as the leading star of your industry so you make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. My name is Adam Homey, I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Right now, we are speaking with Brian Clayton, and he is known as the founder of GreenPow. We're going to discover more about what GreenPow is in just a moment. I encourage everybody to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. Find the episode with our interview with Brian Clayton, and you'll see lots of details about Brian in the show notes. With that, Brian, welcome aboard. It's so great to have you here. Hey, what's up, Adam? Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. So our first question is, how does the work do you do make the world a better place for your clients, customers, and the world at large? Yeah, so I'm CEO of a company called GreenPal, and in one sentence, GreenPal is the Uber for lawn mowing. So if you're a homeowner, you need to get your grass cut, you just use our app, you get hooked up with a great lawn mowing service in a matter of minutes. The way it makes the world a little bit of a better place, obviously for homeowners, it offers a nice little convenience. You don't have to call around on Craigslist and get stood up by lawn care services. You just download our app, somebody comes out and mows your yard. But where we really go deep is on the vendor side. For lawn care services, this is a way for them to grow their business, get into the business, make material income, and improve their livelihood. It's really why we do what we do. We have thousands of lawn care services that are making six figures plus a year, and that's a lot of fun. That's why we get. That's why I get out of bed in the morning is to help improve their lives. Wow, you just answered questions one and two with that. I love the efficiency. Awesome. And, uh, and what I just wanted to get into here just very briefly is so basically GreenPal is not only for the homeowner who's looking for somebody to do their lawn, but it's also for somebody looking to pick up grass cutting and landscaping gigs. That's right. We really have two customers, the, the homeowner that needs to get the service done and the service provider who wants to run their business. For the homeowner, it's a nice convenience. For the service provider, it's, a, it's an operating system for, their, for them to run their entire business, get new customers, get paid quickly, organize everything. It's like a full tool set. Uh-huh. So I just have a couple questions for you. Where were you when I was 12? <laughs> uh, and where were you in the summer of 2000 when I had uh, had that little experience with my job that led to my chapter in the Journeys to Success Millennial Edition book, where I decided to basically just lay low for the summer and do some outdoor work while preparing to start my MBA in the fall. I could have had a lot of fun 
cutting a lot of grass. I needed you 21 years ago, man. Yeah, man. Well, that's <laughs> funny. I got my start in the lawn mowing business too. I, I started mowing grass in high school as a way, way to make extra cash. So, yeah. so I, I actually was solving my own problem starting this company. I feel your pain. Yeah. And, and, and I tell you, it was very tough because that, that was just with the doctor word. I was really into physical fitness at the time. I kind of need to go back there in a way. But hey, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, that uh, uh, that would have been perfect to, to pick up some lawn cutting gigs. And I really want to help spread awareness of Green Pal because there are enterprising people out there who would just love to either supplement their income or build a sustainable income by Cutting grass, and the last right. time I checked, it's still growing. Oh, yeah, it's the best side hustle in the world. Yeah, We have tons of firemen, teachers, bartenders, you name it, that just want to put an extra $1,000 a week in their pocket, and the lawn care business is a great way to do that. You can make more money per hour doing the lawn money business than you can just about any side gig there is. Right, right. So uh, tell me three questions, or as many questions as you have, that – Prospective customers ask you, maybe, or maybe even prospective people who want to get gigs through your service, think of them as like the FAQs that people go through when they're going through their process of considering working with you. Yeah, for, for service providers, it's pretty straightforward. But on the homeowner side, there's a million questions. Between mm-hmm. not having a lawn care service and getting your lawn mowed, there's a million things that can go wrong. And so things like what's included in the service, uh, exactly what time are they coming out? I want them there at 11.15 on Thursday. That doesn't really <laughs> happen in the lawn mowing business. Uh, you know, what, uh, what if I don't like the services job? Can I hire somebody else? Uh, what happens if it rains? Uh, what happens if their equipment breaks down? What happens if uh, they're sick that day? I'm million things there's a million questions and it's our jobs our product's job is to is to smooth all that out and make it as easy as hiring an uber and just push a button and just happens magically and that's what like good technology when it's working well should be indistinguishable from magic and that's kind of what our app does you know we spent a decade solving the million problems that can go wrong with you needing to get your grass cut and hiring a reliable service at a great price to do it absolutely what are a few questions you wish people would ask uh, how, how can I spend more money on your service? Uh, how, <laughs> how can I, uh, get, get my landscaping improved? How can I get seating done? How can I get, uh, snow removal services? Cause, cause our app offers those services too. So yeah, always you want, you, we have a, a, a strategy called land and expand. So the lawn mowing is kind of a gateway drug almost. Once you get hooked up on uh-huh. green pal for your lawn mowing, you then want to get it done for, for yard, for, for shrub pruning, yeah. mulch, seeds, snow removal, all that. So wish more people would ask that. Right. I, and I know what you mean. In fact, when I had my grass cutting gigs, it always started with pushing that mower. Yeah. Then eventually there were, eventually there were shrubs. Eventually there were hedges. Uh, yep, it just kind of grew it's, from it's there. It's the entry point. That's right. And that's what makes it a cool business. But they all started with, can you cut my grass without screwing it up? It's one of the few businesses <laughs> where there's a natural progression for, for your client to spend more, spend more money with you through other things. And that's one thing I love about it. Yeah. So, uh, so now let's have a little bit of fun. Let's get to know Brian a little bit as an individual. First of all, what would people who know you be surprised to learn about you? Uh, so people that know me that, that would be surprised to learn about me, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a blue collar dude, but I had to teach myself how to write software mm-hmm. to build green pal. And so that's kind of a unique thing about me is I spent 15 years in the lawn mowing business, running a landscaping company, trucks, lawn mowers, very much hand to hand combat, grew that business up, uh, to one of the largest companies in the state of Tennessee in the lawn mowing business, sold it, 
And then, and then had to reinvent myself as a software entrepreneur to start GreenPal. And that was really difficult. It was very challenging. It's not one that you see all the time. So that'd be something that people would be interested to find out about me is like, wow, this guy, you know, can not only like fix a lawnmower with a wrench, but he also learned how to build software. And it's kind of a unique, unique part of my story. Wow. That is, and, and I tell you, that's quite a transition, especially, and we see this all the time in entrepreneurial space. Um, you move from doing something yourself to managing some sort of company or some sort of app that coordinates others doing it. And that's it's, right. Yeah, it's uh, quite a transition. And it, and it also can be helpful to solve your own problem when you're starting a new tech product. You, if you're if it's steeped in like years of experience doing that mm-hmm. thing, that can be helpful. That was one thing that helped us a lot in the early days. Yeah, exactly. So what do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it? Uh, not the smartest guy, but a hard worker. Uh, you know, you out, you won't outwork the dude. And, and he also it, it really cares about other people's success. Uh, that's yeah. what I hope uh, people think about me. And that's what I hope uh, people would say about me if I wasn't there. That, that you know, the guy really uh, cares about his team member success, his customer success, his stakeholder success, because that's a philosophy of mine. It's really important to me. Uh, it's a Tony Robbins kind of mantra that if you focus on other people's success, you will be successful. And it's kind of how I run my business and run my life. Exactly. Exactly. If you go back in time and change something you've done or something that's happened, what would it be and why? Uh, running my first company, uh, there was a moment, you know, every, every, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur until they can't make payroll. And, uh, and yeah. there was a, a situation where I was running my first business through the 2008 financial crisis. Uh, payroll was 125 grand a week and I had $17,000 in the bank. And there was a series mm-hmm. of mistakes I made that got me to that point. And, uh, and I, you know, the company came out of it. I was able to get the company sold two or three years later and I actually yep. was a lot stronger for it. But, uh, if I could have done things differently, I would have seen that coming and avoided mm-hmm. that hell because uh, it took about six months and it almost sunk my company. So it would have been a very different like uh, uh, tipping point in my life had I not been able to come out of that. Right. Well, um, here's the uh, here's the beautiful thing that and a friend of mine and I were just discussing this yesterday in the journey of an entrepreneur when you're first starting out or when you're young or what have you, you're given a taste of success. So you can see that it is possible. It really is attainable. That's why a lot of folks go into entrepreneurial ventures, myself included, and they're almost amazed how easy it is. Like the money was just sitting on the table all along. Right. Then, next thing you know, you have, I, I can't remember the exact numbers, something like a $17,000 payroll and $17 in the bank. So yeah. now <laughs> the universe is testing you to see how bad do you really want it. Yeah, yeah, so it, yeah. It's like we've shown you that it can be done. Yep. You've actually done it. Yep. Now we're going to see if you really want it. Exactly. And, uh, and success uh, it's, is a lousy teacher. Success yeah. is a horrible teacher. When things are going well, you're riding high. You think you're smart. Mm-hmm. And that's when you get punched in the stomach by the marketplace. And so, yeah, yep. no, uh, looking back, I'm glad it happened. And a lot of times crises like like that, they're not happening to you. They're happening for you. You'll come out stronger. But that was a close call for me. I, the business was almost sunk. Yep, I've been I've had those close calls myself. I mean, I don't wear them on my sleeve, but the fact is, and it's happened for a lot of folks. Uh, they may yeah. not proclaim it on their social media wall while they're while they're sharing the 
exuberant power of their visionary success. Yeah. But you get them, <laughs> but you get them alone, and they'll say, "Oh man, this sucks." Yeah. I got I got thirteen dollars to last me till a week from Thursday. How the <laughs> hell am I going to pay my web hosting bill? Yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what famous person, alive or dead, would you like to meet? And what questions would you have for them if you had the opportunity? Ooh, wow. Uh, well, for just dreaming, let's just shoot for the stars. Let's say Steve Jobs, and not because Steve mm-hmm. Jobs invented the iPhone, and I think I'm even on that level. But Steve Jobs was had had a quality about him where he really espoused and preached that to make it as an entrepreneur, it's seven days a week, 365. All of your soul is going into the project, and I really believe that. You know, you see a lot of kind of lifestyle entrepreneurs and kind of part timers and. And uh, folks that aren't all the way in it, they don't they don't end up being successful. And that's why. So that's one thing I really admired about Steve Jobs. A lot of interviews he did were very inspirational about what it means to be an entrepreneur uh-huh. and, and what what that means. And so I'd love to talk to him and and to see how he was able to see around corners and see the future like he did. I mean, probably the great I would say the greatest of all time. Yeah, for you and for some of our watchers and listeners, do your own internet searches on Steve Jobs emails. Oh, the gosh. guy was wicked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not a whole lot of leadership qualities you can emulate from Steve Jobs because because I mean that man that man was just like on another planet and we can't we can't adapt that to our world. So I, I wouldn't emulate Steve's leadership. Yeah, but I would emulate Steve's uh, just this visionary attitude and his belief systems on entrepreneurship and creating products. That's stuff we something we can learn from. I've heard stories about him randomly throwing people out of meetings because it wasn't clear to him why they were even there. And if I were that person being thrown out, I would say thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> one of the best books you can read is is, is the biography, autobiography that was written by uh, Walter Isaacson. Yeah. And uh, this one dude, like, was back in the day, was like spent three months coding on the on the first uh, Mac, and uh, Steve wanted him to work on the Lisa. And Steve went up and, and unplugged the computer. Back in the 80s, you did that. You lost everything. And yeah. that's what he did. And one swoop, unplugged the computer, wasted three works, three months of the, of the man's work. And uh, said, you come to work on the Lisa now. That's how much of a, of a benevolent dictator he was. And we can't yeah. learn. We can't adapt that to our little businesses, right? But we can mm-hmm. get inspired by the way he saw the world. And that, that's what I take away from Steve Jobs. I can't disagree with that. So what motivates and inspires you to keep going? When you're you know, having a tough time or facing a challenge. Uh, one of my favorite books is uh, by an author named Donald Miller. It's called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. And the, and the, story, and the mm-hmm. po- point of that book is, like, your life is a, is a storyline. And to live an interesting life, you have to have an interesting story. And, like, if you want to have an interesting life, you got to do interesting things. you got to overcome challenges. And so I, I read the book, and it's like, it, to me, it makes a lot of sense because my business is the storyline behind my life. It is the thing causing me to go through ups and downs and trials and tribulations and, and different things that, that I wouldn't necessarily want to do, but the business is the thing that's causing it. And so, right. and so I think to live an interesting life, you can do interesting things through your business. And that's what keeps me going through the ups and downs. You know, if the, if you were watching a movie and the, and the main character never had to overcome any challenges, never had to overcome an obstacle to get to the goal, mm-hmm. it'd be a pretty boring movie. And so if you can think about like your business and your life in that context, you know, it can help you get through the low points. And that's, that's something that's helped for me a lot. You know, uh, tangentially, for the past 20-some years, I've been working on a fictional historical novel about a Caribbean dictator who uh, creates a a new society. And uh, I've had a couple 
uh, fiction authors and other fiction author coaches look at it. And they said the biggest problem with it is this guy wins all the time. You got to beat yeah. the hell out of him. Yeah, your your, your, re- your readers don't want to read about a guy who just wins all the time. They want right. they they want to see him struggle. Yeah, that's right, and that's what makes life interesting. It doesn't feel that way in it. It sure doesn't. But you know, you look yeah. back five, ten years later, you're glad you went through it. Exactly. So finally, I know you have an invitation for our audience, and I will share that with them, and we'll get to that in a minute. But in general, right now, what is one thing you would encourage our listeners to do as soon as they finish streaming this interview within the next minute or so? If you're an entrepreneur and you're you're on the fence, or you know you think you want to get started, or you don't really know, you know the thing is like I was listening to an interview with Mark Andreessen the other day. He was the he's a famous venture capitalist, the guy that invented the first web browser back in 1993. He yeah. talks about going out to Silicon Valley in 1993, and they get there, and he's wanting to start a business. And in 1993, he had the feeling we missed it. We're too late. We missed it. We missed it. It's over. Apple, IBM, Microsoft, these great companies were made in the 70s. They scaled in the 80s. They're dominating everything. We missed it. It's over. And uh, wow, like, looking back, like how comical that is. It was like the day one of the internet, day one of like <laughs> everything, social media, cloud computing, SaaS. I mean, everything started in 93. And so like, I think as an entrepreneur or as an aspiring entrepreneur, you can feel that way. You can feel like, oh, I missed it. I'm too late. I missed the boat. And it, it's always going to get bigger. It always gets bigger. It always gets bigger. It will always be bigger. So get started because, no, you didn't miss it. It's still coming. Yep. And so, so that's what I would leave the listeners with. Exactly. And, uh, Brian, I know you have to jump off here in just a moment. We're actually just about done. So at this point, I'm going to share your invitation with our listeners and our viewers. If you're watching this on the video version, you can now see it on your screen. If you're on our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com, looking at this episode, you can see it in the show notes. If you're out jogging or you happen to be streaming this podcast while mowing your lawn, which people do, I will say it for you out loud one time. It's yourgreenpal.com. That's the website, yourgreenpal.com. And Brian's invitation is to sign up and get five free quotes for lawn mowing in less than 60 seconds. If I didn't live in an apartment, I would actually be saying, oh, got to go, and checking that out right now. So one more time, yourgreenpal.com. And with that, Brian, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor, and believe me, in education. Thank you so much for having me on. I enjoyed it. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Thank you.